Many people are using the FaithFi app to help provide the wisdom, community, and money management to stay on track, financially speaking. To date, over 37,000 members are using its digital envelope system, participating in our community forums, and engaging in virtual workshops. And one of the most convenient features is the ability to keep all your accounts in one place for an easy at-a-glance view. You can choose from one of three options depending on your management style, and it's available on desktop or mobile. Go to faithfy.com and click App to get started. It's the 4th of July, the day we celebrate our nation's independence. It's also a great day to take stock of your financial independence. Hi, I'm Rob West. Are you on the road to financial freedom or falling under the bondage of money? It's one or the other. Either you control your money or your money controls you. I'll talk about that today, and then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial journey. Independence gave our nation freedom, and financial independence also gives freedom, the freedom to make choices. But to get there, you must gain control over your money. When you do, you'll have a greater ability to decide many things, where and how you live, where you work, and how much you work. Now, when we talk about financial freedom or independence, we are definitely not talking about independence from God. He owns everything and provides everything we need to live and to serve His kingdom. James 1.17 reads, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Even our ability to earn money comes from God. Deuteronomy 8.18 tells us, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, that He may confirm His covenant, that He swore to your fathers as it is this day. Now, to be sure, God wants you to be financially free, because that allows you to be more generous and to serve Him more fully. Sadly, folks often say they'd love to give more to God's kingdom, but they just can't afford to. The more you control the money flowing through your household, the more generous you can be. And that's why we should all be on the road to financial freedom. So how do you know if you've made a wrong turn somewhere? Look for a signpost that says debt. The greater your debt, the less freedom you have. Proverbs 22.7 puts it rather bluntly. The rich rule over the poor. The borrower is the slave of the lender. That's because when you're in debt, you're really working for someone else, not yourself, and certainly not for God. The more you have to pay out each month to service your debt, the less freedom you have to use that money in other ways, like serving God more fully. Now, there's more to being financially free than just avoiding debt. Unfortunately, debt is just one form of financial bondage. There's another that's more difficult to recognize. With this form of financial bondage, you may have no debt at all. That's because you can be rolling in money and still be slave to it. This bondage is the mindset that material things will make you happy. When you think that way, you strive to acquire more and more. But the truth is, after a certain point, you no longer own things. They own you. You have to care for them, clean them, store them, secure them. The more you acquire, the more restricted you become. 
Money, of course, is just a tool to be used wisely or not. Having a lot of it can enslave you just as effectively as having debt if you're not careful. And while wealth itself is not evil, the Bible has clear warnings about your attitude toward it. It comes down to a heart issue. First Timothy 6.10 tells us, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Here are the danger signs for this type of financial bondage. First, you think so much about money that you have no peace with God. Your focus is day-to-day rather than eternal. You can't give as generously as you would like or think you should. An opportunity comes along to be more generous. You have the money, but you just can't make yourself do it. You think, I might need that money for something else, so you don't act when you feel God is leading you. If that happens repeatedly, you're in financial bondage. Then there's a lack of contentment. You always want bigger, better, faster. You're not content with God's provision. You crave more. When you think that way, it doesn't matter how much money you have, it'll never be enough. Ecclesiastes 5.10 reads, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. So how do you get back on the road to financial freedom? Well, obviously, if you're in debt, you have to stop borrowing, get on a budget, and start paying down your debt. The FaithFi app can help you set up your budget quickly and easily. Learn more at faithfi.com. If you have the other form of financial bondage with plenty of money and possessions but no peace, try giving more. Giving actually breaks the power that money has to enslave us. And if you follow God's principles for managing money, avoid debt, save diligently, and give generously, you can experience true financial freedom. All right, your calls are next. 800-525-7000. Call right now and we'll be right back. If you enjoy this radio program, you're going to love all of the many different resources waiting for you at faithfi.com and the FaithFi app. You'll find powerful wisdom, free podcasts, articles, videos, and more from leading voices such as Randy Alcorn, Howard Dayton, Ron Blue, and our own Rob West. Grow in wisdom and knowledge by connecting with a community of thousands of Christians striving to be good and faithful stewards at faithfi.com or by downloading the FaithFi app. We are grateful for support from One Ascent Investments on the Faith and Finance Program. They manage a comprehensive suite of value-based investment strategies designed to help Christian investors live aligned with what they value most. One Ascent believes that if your values inspire the way you live, they should also inspire the way you invest. This can be a unique form of worship. More information is available at investments.oneascent.com. That web address is investments.oneascent.com. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. All right, it's time to take your calls and questions today on anything financial. Whatever you're thinking about in your financial life today, whether it's your living expenses, maybe it's your giving, that which you owe, or uh, that which you're trying to grow for the future. We'd love to hear about it, talk about it, run it through a 
lens of biblical wisdom that we find in God's Word. The number to call today, 800-525-7000. Again, that's 800-525-7000. We've got some lines open. You know, here on this program, we want to help you think each day with an eternal perspective. It's very easy to get focused on the things of this world. The reality is we'll leave it all behind and everything will ultimately be destroyed. I think the key is, can we live not focused on the temporal, but can we keep our eyes fixed on what is to come and that which will last? Uh, here's what the psalmist observed in Psalm 49, 16 to 19. The psalmist writes, Do not be afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dies, he will carry nothing away. His glory will not descend after him. Though while he lives, he congratulates himself. And though men praise you when you do well for yourself, he shall go to the generation of his fathers. You see, this life is brief, folks. We're reminded of that clearly in the scriptures. It's called but a vapor. And so our opportunity is not to uh, have our eyes fixed on the here and now, the temporal, which is fleeting, but on that which will last. And we can, in fact, store up treasures in heaven. That's the treasure principle that we see clearly in scripture. We can send it on ahead, and we should do that, recognizing one of the primary purposes for God entrusting wealth to us is to be generous. You see, uh, we understand that it's to provide for ourselves and our family. The challenge is, is if we start there, we are an unending list of needs and wants such that we may not get beyond ourselves to see our real opportunity, and that is to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to bless the people on our paths, to be connected, hardwired into God's activity through our generosity. What an opportunity we have as we hold God's resources loosely. So let's together develop and uh, cultivate that eternal perspective as we look at our role as stewards in managing God's money. That's what we do each afternoon when we gather together on this program, but we also want to tackle through that lens the very specific questions uh, that you're wrestling with in your financial life. So give us a call today. We'd love to hear from you. Again, we have a few lines open. The calls are coming in quickly. 800-525-7000. Again, that's 800 800- Five two five seven thousand. A quick email that, uh, or excuse me, a call that came in from somebody that didn't want to be on the air. They simply asked, "How can I discover the value of my Series Double E or Series I bonds? How can I change the beneficiary, and how can I redeem them if they mature?" Well, uh, the one-stop shop to go for all of that information for our caller is Treasury Direct. Gov. That's the Treasury's website where you can not only get the value of any bond, whether that's electric, these are government bonds, of course, uh, which Series E and Series I are, um, whether they're electronic or paper, you'll just type in the QCIP number. That will give uh, the information that's needed for the, the value of those bonds to be given to you. You can, in fact, change the beneficiary there at TreasuryDirect.gov, and you can redeem them. And by the way, for our caller, uh, you do not need to to, um, wait till they mature. You can redeem those early. You may have a small penalty, uh, so make sure you take a look at that. Thanks for calling us today. All right, all of the lines are full. Let's dive in today. We're going to begin in Chattanooga. Hi, Randy. Go right ahead. Hey, thank you for your your ministry. Um, my my question is, I'm um, trying to pay my mortgage off by the first of next year, 
Um, it's about 26000 so we're making double payments on it, and um, I plan to pay it off in, in January, try to get the last little bit I can out of it for this year and pay it off in January, which I know is not going to be much. Or I have a 457, and I could actually, you know, take the money out and pay it off, you know, now. And I was just wondering, you know, what, what did you think about option A or option B? Yeah. Uh, so how far are you away from retirement? I'm retired right now. Okay, got it. And what is the balance on the mortgage? About 26000 all right, and how much do you have in that 457 plan? About 300. Okay, and you said if you just continue on the current track of paying a little bit extra out of your current cash flow, you would expect to pay it off uh, by the by when? Um, by uh, January of 24, uh, we're paying a double uh, double payment on it now. We paid 1200, and we're paying 2500, and I was gonna. I'll be close enough in January to, you know, take, you know, some money out of my savings, my regular savings and just pay it off. Okay. You know, I much prefer that option, Randy. I mean, I, I'm with you. I want that paid off as quick as you can get it paid off, but I'd rather not do that by pulling money out of the 457 plan because that's, first of all, all going to be taxable to you. Secondly, that 457, like everybody else's retirement plan, is probably down with the market. So that's money that you're actually going to lock in those realized losses and therefore it doesn't have the ability to recover. Um, I think beyond that, um, you know, I'd love for you to just allow that money to continue to grow in there until you need it, either by converting it to an income stream, um, you know, or just letting it grow if, if you don't need to tap into it and you've got your uh, expenses covered through other means. Um, and especially given that you all are limiting your lifestyle, you have quite a bit of surplus left uh, on a monthly basis, and you're already on track to get that paid off by early next year, I would say let's just continue to do that, leave this for. 57 alone and just let that continue to grow. That would be my preference. Okay. Well, that's, that sounds good. That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm just so close. You know, I just want to, you know, be debt free, but I, 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 I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll just do that. And we'll, we'll have it done if the Lord say so by the first of the year. Okay. I think that's a great plan. We appreciate your call today, Randy. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for being on the program. Uh, quickly to Ohio. Michelle, go ahead. Hi, thanks for taking the call. Um, my, my concern is uh, my husband um, unexpectedly had to retire last year. Um, he was well into, the, he had 30 years on the job. And he, so he was he could have retired at any moment, but he had a stroke, so we had to re- he had to retire. So he's pension, and I'm still working. And because our lifestyle changed dramatically in our circumstances, <clears throat> we have a home that's valued at like five hundred fifty thousand that we paid off with some four hundred one k money. But now that we've kind of lived in our situation, we we feel we're in a way too big of a home, and we really don't want to be there. We really want to downsize and simplify. So I'm not sure if I should sell the home and downsize and buy a smaller home cash or put the money back in the uh, stock market and let and just live off interest because I don't want to I'm I only want to work for three more years and then I want to retire. 
I see. Okay. Yeah, very good. And your husband is not going to be able to go back to work. Is that right? No, he cannot. No. Okay. All right. And what is the value of the home? Around five fifty. Okay. And what do you have left in retirement accounts? Um, we have about ninety thousand dollars left okay. in four hundred one k. Got it. All right, let's do this. That's helpful background information. I've got to take a quick break, Michelle, but on the other side of this break, I'll give you my thoughts. We'll be right back on Faith and Finance. Stay with us. We are grateful for support from Sound Mind Investing in the Faith and Finance program. If you have money in a retirement account or just a general investing account, you know the stock market can sometimes seem like a roller coaster. But it is possible to enjoy both profit and peace of mind in investing, no matter what's happening in the market. You can see a short video webinar on that topic at soundmindinvesting.org. Since 1990, Soundmind Investing has sought to offer financial wisdom for living well. Soundmindinvesting.org. We're grateful for support from Movement Mortgage, who provides residential home loans in all 50 states. Guided by a mission to love and value people and a goal to redefine the mortgage process, Movement seeks to help others achieve their financial goals. You can find out more at movement.com slash faith. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We're taking your calls and questions. We have one line open, 800-525-7000. Just before the break, we were talking to Michelle in Ohio. Her husband had to unexpectedly retire. Uh, They used most of his 401k to pay off the home. Now they're realizing as she's nearing retirement here in the next few years, that this home is probably a bit more than they need. And so as they think about downsizing, she's wondering how to uh, think about the uh, the asset that she has there and how to use the proceeds upon the sale. Um, Michelle, I would uh, start with what you expect your retirement uh, expenses to look like. A lot of times folks will live on somewhere around 70 to 80% of their pre-retirement income in retirement, just because they're not saving for retirement any longer, maybe they've dropped their life insurance. They're, you know, less commuting. Uh, you know, there's various expenses that will either lower or go away. So you're going to have your, you know, roughly ninety thousand in retirement assets plus what that grows to, and then you're going to have whatever's left over after you sell the current home and buy the next one um, as really, you know, that plus Social Security, I expect will be your your only income sources. And so we're going to have to compare that to what it actually takes to fund your lifestyle or what do you, you expect that to be in retirement just to see if we're on track ahead or behind for what you guys need to be able to fund your expenses. Um, what do you expect to spend on this next home once you downsize? Have you started looking and do you have an idea yet? Uh, yeah, we have looked in um, probably about half of what of the money would okay. probably go to. Okay. So you think you'll spend about 225,000. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Um, well, you know, if you take that plus the hundred thousand that you've got, and let's say over the next couple of years, you know, that's three twenty-five today. Let's say you know you do well, and that grows to four hundred thousand um, dollars. You know, that would throw off about sixteen thousand a year in income at four percent a year, where ideally it would be invested conservatively, but with some income generation and some appreciation, so you could maintain that sixteen thousand a year, or about thirteen hundred a month as a withdrawal rate um and that's on 400,000 which I'm looking at the 225 if you were to have that left over uh after you buy this next home uh plus you know the retirement assets that you have and what you'll add to that and what that will grow to over the next few years then the question is you know is is that 1300 a month plus social security going to be enough to cover your bills would you expect that to be the case yeah, so to back up, we figured out that we could live on his salary, his pension alone, but it oh, wouldn't okay. leave any extra money. Okay. So he does have a pension, and is he also eligible for Social Security? No, because uh, it was a, it's a privately funded pension. They, didn't, they don't pay into Social Security. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then what about you? Will you be eligible for Social Security? No, I will okay. not. I'm just, I'm not going to... Um, work until retirement age. Got it. Okay. But but you do believe that his pension alone is going to be enough to cover your bills. So I think if that's the case, that puts you all in a really great spot because even though I may not have encouraged you to pull all that money out of the 401k to pay off the mortgage, just given that now that money you know, is not growing except in the house and we paid all the tax, that's behind us. I think the opportunity you have now is to go ahead and sell the house, downsize into something that fits kind of your lifestyle and, and your needs from a space standpoint. And then you've got that, you know, plenty of liquidity uh, that you can sock away to, you know, to be invested plus the 90000 and whatever you'll add to it. And then that money can just continue to grow if your bills are covered through the pension, um, which gives you plenty of liquidity. And I think at that point, you just need an advisor to to manage that for you and pick the investments to maintain what you've got, but also to grow it. Does that make sense? Yes. And, and, and while I'm working these next few years, I've, I've significantly inc- increased my contributions since I don't really need the money. Yeah, that's um, so great. That'll help as well. Yeah, and you guys are proving this out that you you know genuinely can live on just his income which gives you a great opportunity during these remaining working years to sock away as much as you can. Thanks for your call today to Kansas. Hi Darla, go right ahead. Hi, this is Darla. Um I'm going to try to record this. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay, my husband was terminated yesterday. Oh He's no. given us two days to decide uh, what we're wanting to do. He can uh, take what they consider early retirement and do a pension that uh, he would have to take a deduction from a penalty. Um, But he has what's called CMT. It's like a uh, multiple sclerosis or muscular dystrophy, sorry, um, that we think we can do maybe disability on. Uh, but I don't know anything about that. They, okay. they said they would not consult 
unemployment. I don't know where to go. Okay. Well, you got you guys have a lot that you're dealing with right now. What I'd like for you to do, I think because these are some pretty significant decisions and we're going to have to understand what options are being given to him for the retirement account plus the unemployment or disability benefits, and you've got a short window of time, uh, do you have an advisor that you've worked with? And if not, we could recommend one. No. Okay. All right. Um, what I'd like to do is uh, have you reach out to a certified kingdom advisor in your area. Uh, if you go to our website, faithfi.com, that's faithfi.com, just click find a CKA. You could do a search and find an, a CKA that's close to you and just call them and say, listen, we've, you know, we've got this unexpected event that occurred. We need some help just analyzing our options here and making some decisions and they'll be able to go a little bit, obviously a lot deeper than I would be able to here in a very short time on the radio to help you arrive at least at, at whatever near term decisions you need to make. And then obviously beyond that, let's say you decide to take a lump sum, you know, pay out from the pension or something, then they could help you and take their time, you know, to help you manage that and get a plan moving forward. But the key thing right now is to make the decisions that you need to make in the next 48 hours. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know how unemployment and disability work. I don't know how disability works with a pension. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's all going to just depend on his specific situation. He, you, you might as well apply for disability benefits if he, if he qualifies. And then you're going to have to determine whether you're taking the lump sum payout or the the monthly income stream on the pension. So I'd reach out to a CKA in your area and uh, I just wouldn't feel good about, you know, rushing that decision with just the limited information I'll be able to get during our call. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Darla. All the best to you. Bye-bye. I hope you'll make plans to join us again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you. 